0: This is Mike Quinlan and you are listening to the Business Owner Transition Podcast. There is one constant in business and that is that every one of us will eventually exit and sometimes sooner than we think. In this podcast, we discuss topics to help you with elite preparation. So when you're ready for transition, you won't just exit. You will join that exclusive group of owners who have accomplished an elite exit. We talk with former owners, exit advisors, and a host of other experts to help you increase the value of your exit, execute it on your terms, and most importantly, do it without regret. So let's join the show. Hi, it's Mike Weldon, and welcome back to the Business Owner Transition Podcast. And as always, we are going to talk about elite preparation and the quest for the elusive elite exit. So let me ask you a question. Do you think it would be hard to give up your seat to create transferable value in your company? Well, let's kind of think about it from another point of view. How would you like to be the person that's coming in to fill that seat? And you as the owner, are you gonna treat that person as a hired gun or as a long-term collaborator and learn from their leadership skills. How easily can you grow to trust this person and how easily will they be able to learn to trust you? Today we're gonna be talking with a leader who moved to Georgia from Maryland to become the new president and general manager of a large manufacturing company with the understanding that the company would be sold in the next couple of years. But before we get started, I want to remind you about some of the resources we have at the Business Owner Transition Academy. These resources can help you gain a better understanding of your exit readiness. So go to the website, owneracademy.com, and you'll find three awesome tools that you can use today. The first one of those is a white paper on the top 10 deal pitfalls, and you can get that for an immediate download. Just enter in your name and email address, and it'll pop right to you you can also take our business wellness checkup assessment it takes only about 15 minutes and provides you immediate feedback on high level personal and business value driver readiness you can also access our spring valuation assessment campaign and that's something kind of cool because for a limited amount of time we are going to do some of these assessments for free so just go to the courses page select the valuation assessment course hit the Buy Now button and enter this coupon code. The coupon code is SPRINGVALUATION2022. And you'll be directed to our valuation portal and be able to start entering the required information and actually see your value change on the fly as you input the data. Afterwards, one of our staff can review that with you if you'd like and give you a full assessment report. Okay, so we're going to tell you about one last thing, and that is if you would like to sample our courseware for free, you can go ahead to the courses page, click on the free introductory course, and that's going to give you the introductory module for you to go ahead and and work on and actually even take a test at the end of it. So it's a great introduction to the cohort learning centers that we have at the Business Owner Transition Academy. All right, so let's get started. My guest today is CX Kennedy. CX is a Academy grad and has an MBA from the University of Maryland. CX retired from the Navy, having held senior leadership positions. And as a civilian, he has had multiple senior management roles and moved down from Maryland to Georgia to take over this company now here's a secret i've known cx for 30 something years we flew airplanes together as young junior officers in a squadron all over the north atlantic and mediterranean and south america and all kinds of crazy places and had a great time doing it so cx welcome to the show
1: hey mike uh it's great to be here uh, I'm glad you didn't get into too many of the stories of uh, you know our Liberty times as we were flying all over the place. But uh, yeah, we uh known each other. And I was trying to think when you said 30 plus, I was like, man, man, 32, 33, somewhere around there. But yeah, I, as young as we look, I can't believe it's been that long.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm looking at your picture right now. I'm not, I don't think you look that young. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so, hey, listen. So, all right. This is a kind of a cool story. And this is, Client was a client of mine and he called me after he had a transaction that didn't kind of go the way that he wanted it to go and asked me to do some consulting work with him and help him build some value in the business and get it ready for transition. The interesting thing was that the business is a great business. It's a wonderful business. He just needed to take care of a few things. And one of those things was he needed to start being able to separate his identity from that of the business. The business was his elevator speech, and it would be very difficult for him to, to kind of separate from that. So. When I first started working with him, we went through the five phase exit planning process and really started looking hard at the I'm good checklist. The M in the I'm good checklist is institutionalizing management. So I made a bunch of recommendations and one of those recommendations was that he get out of the seat, he couldn't be the president and general manager anymore, not if he didn't want to have to stay around after he sold his business. So I recommended that we bring in a new president and general manager. And he said to me, he said, well, Mike, listen, I, I've really enjoyed working with you. I see what your work ethic is. I kind of feel like I, I, I know who you are. And I really want somebody like you to come in and and work on this with me and he said i know that you're not going to do it because you've got your own great business but can you find me another senior military guy that can come in and do this and so i went out there and i went through my network and i went through some other people's networks and i had a series of 13 or 14 different candidates that could come in and do this. They came, they were from all across the United States. And as we started getting into the interview process, uh, I called CX and I said, hey, listen, I know that you've got something going on up there, but let me tell you what this opportunity is down here. And would you consider at least coming in and talking about it? And uh, CX did talk about it and ultimately came down and took over this company and that's the setup for the story so cx tell us a little bit about how you came down why you came down and what were some of your initial considerations so that other owners that are out there listening to this can think about this from the other side of the table not right. from their precision but from your position
1: yes yes uh well and i do remember that call uh and you were describing this business uh and you know, how uh, the culture was was extremely strong, uh, great work ethic, uh, it's very profitable, it's steadily growing, you know, a, a extremely talented business owner, leader, you know, a lot of it sounded too good to be true. You know, I mean, in all honesty, the track record that we have together, I trusted you. And so I said, well, if Mike says that I need to talk to this guy, I need to talk to this guy. I came down, um, and validated, uh, everything that, that you said. You could tell from the the very first visit that they had something special going on. Obviously the, what was going on special was a direct reflection, uh, of the owner. You know, he was employee number one, uh, and, and grew it, uh, to where it is now. One of the difficulties was this was his baby. As I was talking to him, I I knew that we had shared values. We had similar leadership styles. Uh, I did have some concerns that he was going to be able to let go because he put his heart and soul into, into growing this business and, and how hard would it be to let somebody else come in, maybe, uh, do things a little bit differently. That was one of the things that weighing on my mind. And then obviously we needed to make sure that it was going to work for both of us.
0: Yeah, so I remember the interview process. I was fortunate enough to be able to sit in on on that and facilitate some of that. How did you think about that interview process? And as it transitioned to documenting your employment, how did that go?
1: Well, what was really good about uh, the interview First off, it was interesting to have a guy that knows everything about me sitting right there. The good thing is you could truth check <laughs> a lot of the things I was saying. What I really enjoyed about this particular interview, you know, we went through the, you know, the whole resume validation piece. That was that was very quick, and then we we really went back and forth talking about scenarios, uh, how. How I handled, how I would handle certain leadership challenges from a value standpoint, what things were important to us? How did we look at employees? How do we look at compensation? What were some of our uh, leadership slash management styles? One of the things that really hit me was the fact that we were in alignment on a lot of things, which was very important because what we eventually ended up doing over the next a few years required us to be in alignment i mean it was very important to me in hindsight it was very important to the owner as well because that's a strong foundation to build the trust that's required now you had asked also about how we structured the package i guess is a better way to put it clearly there was a minimum that i was willing to leave a very good job and leave maryland to come to georgia that was fairly easy to get to um, but the other thing was, I didn't want to be an experiment. You know, I wanted to ensure that the business owner was as committed to this relationship as I was. So there, w- we put some things into place to where we were joined at the hip. He showed that he was as invested in making this thing work as I was. So that was that was very important. I mean, obviously, you were you knew both of us. Having you as a part of that helped facilitate. Uh, and make that conversation flow fairly quickly.
0: Yeah, it was good. We we prepared for you to come in and it was good that I obviously knew you and, and I knew him. We talked about some of the technical things. What were some of the questions that were going towards the I'm good checklist and what you might do to help increase the value of the company, increase the probability that it was gonna sell on the terms that the owner was looking for and then um, so that they he also didn't have that kind of regret piece so that part of it wasn't that hard now i will say that that most business owners are not good at interviewing employees right so having somebody that is kind of on the outside help prepare to do that the rest of the interview was exactly what he was good at he was good at being able to put you at ease and to being able to kind of read you and you were good at being able to try to read him. So what I would say here is that from a interview perspective, one of the things that we might recommend to an owner who's going to make a big leap like this is that they get some help with the structure of the interview and the technical portion of the interview, but then let them do the rest. Would you agree with that?
1: A hundred percent. I could not agree more. I mean, I mean, let's face it, in this type of environment, it's just as important for me to feel good about coming uh, and working with and for this individual as it is for the owner to hire me and and, and vice versa. You know, I, th- I thought the way the interview was structured and the way the interview went, I got a f- tremendous sense of who he was and how what was important to him. Uh, what his value sets were and i know he got a good sense for that as well and as as you probably remember there were some very candid questions some of them which may not be on the uh, hr uh, uh to to-do list but but they were good and and i think it was very good that we we got to a true sense of uh of each other and you know uh, you know obviously you don't get to know each other extremely well in a two-hour period but I got to know enough that I was willing to take um, uh, the risk of of doing this.
0: Yeah. Now, would you have taken that risk if there had not been a formal employment agreement that also included? Absolutely not. But we also structured your agreement to have a sale bonus that was attached to the employment agreement and then also some protections for you since you were moving and moving your family from, you know, from
1: long ways away. And. Well, I mean, just let me jump in real quick. And, And the way you're saying it is protect, you know, we're not, you know, I'm not looking that, you know, to, that there not be any risk. I mean, obviously there's, he is risking, uh, you know, investing time and money into me, and I need to be as willing to risk as well. But um, again, I, like I said earlier, I didn't want to be an experiment. You know, there, there needed to be a sense that he was committed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the next thing that we might suggest is that, the, that you as an owner listening to this, if you're thinking about making a hire at this level, that don't be afraid and please make sure you expect to create a formal employment agreement with this new executive. It puts everybody on the same playing field. Everybody knows what the measurables are as you target that exit number. So I think that it's important to do that, but let's skip ahead now. So we we get you, we get you to Atlanta, everything's cool. You're going to move into the seat Tell me about the challenges of taking over that seat in this new industry, because this is a new industry for you. Although you had manufacturing and industrial experience before that, how was this challenge?
1: Yeah. Um, it was, I mean, it was, it was a challenge. We've had the leadership, uh, experience, not only from the military, but also from business and we've overcome many challenges. Uh, but this is a completely new context. Uh, so, in, in these types of environments, you need to understand, you know, all the various aspects, the manufacturing, the sales, the logistics, the vendors, uh, customers, uh, you know, all of those things, um, you know, all play a part, a very important part in running a successful business. And you need to understand the nuances of that particular context. And, and again, it doesn't happen... You just can't blink your eyes, and and study the book and master that in in just a few short months. It takes a while, so yeah. I just had to be committed uh, to that process of hitting the deck running, as we as we say in the Navy, and uh, and learning all the important uh, aspects. And and quite frankly, the leaders in your in your company. Uh, all of our supervisors, uh, our controller, our directors of marketing and logistics and, you know, all those types of things. So it's an extended process.
0: Yeah. So there's a couple of observations there. One is that you have to start early. This isn't a thing that you can do where you're going to institutionalize management and do it six months prior to your to your go date. This is a couple years ahead. The next observation I think of where your comments there are, it took you time to build context around how the business was operating and what all the contacts external and internal really were. And all the while you were thinking about the I'm good checklist and creating value and all of the various elements of the I'm good checklist and how they are, attributable to increasing value for the owner. So what were some of the challenges or observations that you had that you thought, man, okay, I, as I get to know this stuff, here are some things that we need to implement or to change or to challenge ourselves on?
1: First, the I mean, the biggest thing for me was uh, our sales program. Our owner came from the industry grew up in the industry, had a extremely strong depth of knowledge of who is who in the uh, in the entire industry. I wouldn't say that we had a necessarily strong sales department um, and we didn't necessarily have a, a plan. It was in his head, he knew exactly what we wanted to do, uh, which markets we wanted to attack, um, but it wasn't necessarily written down and it, it, and it wasn't formalized into a pipeline. And, and it wasn't necessarily being reflected in a, in a forecast as well. To our owner's credit, he knew that. Uh, and then you know obviously that was one of the first things that we uh, we tackled.
0: As I worked with him prior to you getting there and, and went through all these different recommendations, it was nice because now there was somebody that was really motivated, and energized to take these recommendations and start moving forward with it. So here are a couple of observations for the owners out there. One is that you were in a knowledge transfer situation. The owner was downloading his accumulated knowledge from 40 years of running this company to you. I was in a meeting yesterday where I was working with a company, a smaller company than, than yours. And the owner has about a 36-month timeline. He's got senior managers there. And I met with the owner and his senior management team to talk about a management improvement program and what knowledge gaps there were between the owner and the senior management team so that they could run the company after he was gone. You were going through that process as well. The second thing I will say is that you touched on growth plan. We encourage all of our owners to document the growth plan and tie that growth plan to pro forma financial statements years in advance. So five-year pro forma that takes into account the current growth plan and also anticipated growth plans that they can't execute now because they don't have the human capital or the financial capital or just the wherewithal to do it right? But we want to make sure that they tell the next potential buyer what they have on their mind and how much money could actually be, you know, be realized from it. So was that one of the things that uh, that you ultimately implemented with these guys?
1: Oh, absolutely. We had to put together, you know, obviously, what are we doing for the next six months? You know, your you're, you're tactical and then what are we doing for the next year, the next three and the next five? And what is our focus? going to be, which market, which product mixes. We did a gap analysis. Okay. Where do we want to be two years from now? What products do we have? All the products that are available to support uh, that. Do we have the machinery? Do we have the uh, employees? Do we have that, uh, the technical expertise, you know, all of those things. But in essence, I mean, we're a business about selling product, right? So um, how, how we are going to sell that product um, and how we are going to penetrate markets and gain new customers and keep our customers happy um, is, is extremely critical. Uh, and, and having that in-depth knowledge of those customers. I spent, you know, my first year was spent on the road, going and meeting our customers, going to see who their customers were, uh, how our product was used, uh, and, you know, just developing, not having that first level of knowledge. I needed to have the second and third level knowledge of our customers. And and then that helped immensely as far as growing our, our whole uh, portfolio. That trust, you know, that the owner and I had to have, well, we had to have that same level of trust with our customers as
0: well. So as you're going through all this uh, building and understanding and implementing, you also went through the... Business Owner Transition yep. Academy, you, you sat through the cohort and uh, you got the training to hear about all of the things that we discussed to help maximize value so that the owner could leave on their terms and do it without regret. How did that training help you? You already had the roadmap because I had built it for this company, but how did that training help you implement and gain better understanding around preparation for a third party sale?
1: It helps you focus. Um, like, for example, when you go through the, the business transition, you know, as I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, there's a gap. Okay, we, we're not do, we're doing some of that, or we're, you know, we're, we're looking at it, but we didn't have, you know, maybe it implemented in a, in a formal way. I mean, you know, we we're in the Navy, you know, what, what did we say? If it wasn't written down, it didn't happen. Right. So same thing with these plans um you got to write it down uh you got to put it together um and you know and then demonstrate that yeah that we didn't just build this business by accident um but but more importantly you know and this is one of the things i always say effort is always worth it trying to improve yourself is always worth it i mean in reality uh a lot of the things that not a lot all of the uh, aspects that we went through in the business, you know, the academy helps you run your business. Um, and even if you don't sell your business, your business is going to be better off as a result because what it's doing, all those things are are sharpening and honing your ability uh, to better run your your company. Uh, and then demonstrate you planned something, you did something, uh, then you adjusted, and then and then you. You planned and can, you know, the old OODA loop, uh, thing, you know, so, uh, and, and again, uh, it's, it's all about improving your, your company, improving your bottom line. How's that a bad thing?
0: That's right. Well, so let's just move forward a little bit more now. So when I am working with companies and you somewhat took a large part of the role that, that I do as you get towards the transaction piece, right? And what I've always found is that business owners tend to be lonely. And what I mean by that is that, you know, you may be the patriarch of your family. You may be the owner of the business and it's hard to have a peer level discussion with some of your management team. Sometimes it takes somebody from the outside that you can just talk to for a while to discuss potential plans or to discuss kind of how you feel about what's going on with employees or with the business itself. Did you, how did that work for you? Did you get some of that as you were working with the owner? A hundred
1: percent. The owner in this company, you know, it's again, you had said this earlier in that this is a process. Starting three years out, the the process is important. Clearly he hired me because he thought I had the knowledge skills and abilities to take this company A to the next level, but then uh, also help in transitioning. But as we ended up, you know, like you you called it a knowledge transition. And there was a lot of that going on at, at the very beginning. As we were working back and forth, you know, we developed a really fun relationship. You know, we've got to, you know, kind of joke with each other and pick on each other a little bit. And, uh, you know, he did share with me, he's like, look, I never had anybody really to talk to about these things, um, you know, just to throw things back and forth. And and we would talk about a lot of things, not just business, but we'd talk about life and, hey, what did you think about this? Um, how did you handle that situation? Um, uh, and you know, we were able to, I'll tell you, I learned a ton. I, I believe he did as well, uh, in a lot of ways, as we sold the business and then transitioned it to, uh, the buyers, you know, as we were both exiting, you know, as one of those things was like, Hey, I enjoyed it. I, I said it and he's, you know, he's enjoyed the process, enjoyed the ride. You know, we still keep in touch and you know i consider him a friend um and matter of fact he was busting my chops pretty good today um so but it's fun you know why go through a day without having fun i mean you can be professional you can get your job done uh, but you can have a little bit of enjoyment and and we did we did have a lot of fun
0: let's uh move even farther forward now a little bit and the the whole design of this plan was for you to come in and sit the seat You went in, you learned about it. You guys gained trust in each other. You had a great friendly relationship. He now had somebody that he could talk to. And I remember through this whole evolution, it was funny talking to you because initially, there was tons and tons of contact, right? I mean, you guys were were tied at the hip. And then all of a sudden, Um, he was taking a lot more time up at the lake house and on the golf course. And I knew at that point that he was, he had generated that trust in you and was letting you run the business. So he was pulling, pulling farther apart. Um, He's now developing his new identity for post life. And you're really now in the thick of running this business. As you started going through the M&A process, and your team is doing due diligence with the buyer, and you are somebody is having to do presentations with this new this new buyer. Was that primarily you, or or how involved was he? It should have yeah, been. Yeah. Well, right?
1: as you know, well, we we know who we're talking about. He's always involved. Um, but yeah, the whole goal always, and, and and he's said it too, was for me to be able to be the the face uh, of how, you know, our business runs and, um, and, and then also it wasn't that it was for me to develop a team as well. Our, our plant manager, uh, our director of sales and marketing, our ops director, con- controller, all of those things, you know, I had to, uh, develop that relationship and obviously how we all worked as a team. But as far as absolutely, you know, you had said earlier that it's, you know, it takes a while. Well, it doesn't take long for me to be able if if somebody would ask me a question about the business to talk about, you know, give them the the first level answer. Um, But to get into those in-depth conversations of, okay, well, why did you uh, decide to uh, develop this particular product? Or why did you go forward and uh, really push to grow this particular customer over another or this particular market over another. You can't speak with any conviction about any of those how the, you know I mean the quite business how is this business run um, without the owner letting you do it uh, and and you know what he'd, he'd, he'd let me make you know the decisions and he'd say ah, I wouldn't do it that way. You know, you can go ahead and do it if, you know, if that's what you think is right, which which was great. And as you know, took would take him a while to get to that point. But um, uh, it, we, we did, especially over the last year, year and a half, it was uh, it was fun. I mean, it was uh, very rewarding for me, uh, for him, too. You know, we could have those in-depth conversations about why we want to do something. It wasn't me in receive only mode. It was actually a discussion on how we're going to uh, attack this particular uh, issue.
0: Well, I will tell you that it was fun to watch because and fun to be part of, because you were the catalyst that allowed for him to move forward. You, by having an outside party come in, challenge him, create that trust, become that peer, it allowed him to move on. And it also allowed his business to become much more valuable. So that was a really cool thing to to watch during this journey. Now, the next question would be, what is your what Was your biggest challenge? And then, would you do this all over again? Are you are you looking for another one of these things to do?
1: My biggest challenge was gaining that trust. I mean, gaining that trust. It's multi level. I mean, it's not just you know, I, you just can't master one piece of the business, you know, you have to demonstrate that you understand the business. So, uh, and, in, in, in regard to the biggest challenge was, you know, and as I alluded to earlier was, uh, getting the sales piece of it focused because obviously, you know, that's, that's where you're going to expend a lot of your energy. That's where you're going to expend, uh, your, uh, production, you know, c- capacity, uh, that was a challenge. Would I do it again? I, I would, if you'd asked me, uh, it maybe the first year that I was doing, it, I might add a different answer. Um, but no, I I would, you know, that'd be something cause it ends up, you know, when you work hard for something, we worked to me and owner and I worked together as a team. Um, and it was rewarding that, he got what he wanted out of it and and i did as well you know i remember that big handshake and hug uh you know after it was all over and it was it was very rewarding i'll miss all the conversations we'd have some drinks and and talk you know solve not only the business problem but solve all the world's problems but i'll I'll definitely miss that but no yeah i'd I'd, uh you know if the right right uh opportunity arose yeah I'm still young enough, I guess.
0: So Yeah. So all of you guys listening out there and, and gals listening out there, you just give me a call and I will set you up with a great leader that can help you transition your company. Now, CX, we could talk for hours about all the technical stuff that you did there with regard to the I'm good checklist. And you know, I'm good checklist is increasing cash flow and documenting that that cash flow. M is for management, institutionalizing management. G is for growth plan and documenting the growth plan the first O is for optimizing financial statements which I know you did a lot of work in that area on this particular case the second is is documenting operations and which is very difficult especially in a business like yours because you've got, You've got hard manufacturing operations, but then you've got all the other stuff, right? You've got supply chain management, you've got vendor management, you've got work with your retirement plan and and compliance with safety and ERISA and all of these different areas that need to be documented so that a buyer understands what they have. and just as interested in all those
1: things as well. Absolutely.
0: That's right. And they're going to be asking you for that information during due diligence. And if you don't have it, then, it first of all, it becomes very painful. Secondly, they start dinging you it on the price up red flags. they don't know why you don't have it. That's right. And so the last one is customer base diversifying customer base. Out of all of those things, we can again we can talk about that, and it can take a long time. We could do a whole series on that. But what would you say are there, if you're going to talk to these owners out there? What would your three biggest takeaways be for them to know how to hire effectively somebody like you, and then how to integrate and use those talents effectively over the time it takes to actually get to the closing table?
1: First off, you want to hire a leader, you know, somebody with, the, and you and I both know how, how important the leadership aspect of it is, and then has a background to do what you. You know you're going to want them to do and then have that conversation to where you get to really know the person that you're going to be working with i mean you're going to be spending you know this owner is going to be spending a ton of time together and if if it's not a fit uh not only from uh you know the technical aspect but a personality piece it's it's not going to work and and then when you when you do decide pull the trigger commit and, and stick with it. I know there were times I was questioning, did I really make the right call? Uh, I'm sure the owner at, at the beginning had, did the same thing, um, but we were committed uh, and we worked through. So, and just understand that there is there is a time aspect of it. you just can't blink uh, and, and make all these things uh, happen.
0: Yeah, so I think that what you just said was the technical stuff is, As we talked about in the interview, that's the easy stuff, right? Those are the things that I can help facilitate those right questions to do. But the fit, the personality fit, the ability to work those long hours and be able to be frustrated with each other and and not uh, go crazy is really important. The next thing I think, so fit would be the first one. The next one would be the commitment to actually making it work, understanding that there's gonna be bumps in the road and you have two different leadership styles and certainly leadership backgrounds that you have to learn and grow to respect so that you can be effective
1: 100
0: and then the third piece of that would be the time piece this is not an easy button issue if you need somebody to come in short term six months prior to an exit you can call in a troubleshooter. The troubleshooter may be able to help you talk with your investment banking people or talk with your business broker, but they're not going to be able to go deep in terms of creating a ton of additional value like you are able to do in this case.
1: And I remember, you know, when we were, A, when we were talking, B, when we were, you know, with the owner, it, it was from the very get-go, it was, Hey guys, this is a three to five year commitment. Um, this is a three to five year p- plan and guess what it was three to five years. Again, I believe from my perspective and from what the owner has said to me, it was a very well spent three to five years. Uh, and it was worth the time, uh, it was worth the effort. Um, and again, even if we didn't sell it, we were so, we are so, uh, we were a very strong company. Um, and and our owner got to improve his handicap.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Well, hopefully now you're going to go improve your handicap a little bit. And remember, you're giving me strokes when we play next because right, you're able right. to do that. Right. Well, listen, CX, I appreciate it. And as always, it's uh, it's great talking with you. Unfortunately, you had to be on the phone, and we're not hoisting a cold one together. But next time we will do that. So. Uh, We got to make it happen. That's right. Um, That's right. It's a commitment, right? (laughs) There you go. Well, listen, I appreciate it. And for all of you listening out there, thank you for joining me today on the Business Owner Transition Podcast. Remember to go to the webpage, the Business Owner Transition Academy, which is at theowneracademy.com. And that's, again, theowneracademy.com. You can find out more information about what we do with businesses either through the education piece of our business or through the consulting piece of our business as well and hey we might even introduce you to some knuckleheads like cx kennedy so thanks again and we look forward to talking to you next time